0: In, in chapter 16 of Genesis, Parshat Lech Lecha, we find a uh, narration of Sarah suggesting to Abraham, or at that time Avram, to take their maidservant for a wife, And so that since they were childless, she would at least be able to bear a child for Abraham. And that's what happened. And uh, the woman that he married was Hagar. And she gave birth to Ishmael. Ishmael. And the Torah tells us in chapter 16, verse 16. And Abraham was... 86 years old when he gave birth to Yishmael. Of what significance is it to us how old Avram was when he gave birth? I mean, obviously he wasn't a young man. And when he gave birth at age 86, uh, obviously he was still strong enough to uh, to have a have a boy. who was Ishmael? And then immediately on to seventeen, it says when Avram was then ninety nine years old, thirteen years later, thirteen years later, there was a change of Avram in verse 5 of chapter 17, and it says, Neither shall thy name any more be called Avram, Abram, but thy name shall be Avraham. And there was the addition of the hay inserted into his name. And when this happened, it says in verse 11, And you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin. And it shall be a covenant between me and you. And that that was when Abraham was 99. And in verse 12 it says, And be it that a child that is eight days old shall be circumcised amongst you. it does not say uh, or for whatever reason that Abraham was not circumcised when he was eight days old. And in fact, it appears that the time for this covenant, which is the way circumcision is referred to, would take place when he was 99 years old. And then the precept, according to all commentators, the precept of in the eighth day for all generations shall be when the circumcision shall take place. And there there we have the beginning of this new precept. One of the 613 precepts concerning circumcision. Now of course, In our minds, we're going to raise the question, why circumcision in the first place? Why does circumcision have to be considered the covenant, the Brit between uh, the Lord and Abraham and subsequently all of Israel? And it also mentions that he circumcised his son, Yishmael, and he of course was 13 since Abraham was 86 when he gave birth to Yishmael, and when he was 99 he circumcised himself and Yishmael, consequently Yishmael was 13, and it is even to this very day that all descendants of Yishmael, namely the the Arabs, circumcise at age 13. And there we have, and there we have, the mention of circumcision. Another point that I would like to mention before we delve into the the importance of uh, circumcision, and where it says in chapter seventeen verse 23, and, on, and Abraham circumcised the entire household, the flesh of their foreskin, in that day, in that day. Now, which day was it? It wasn't the eighth day. It wasn't his eighth day. But there is no reason not to believe that this might have taken place eight days later after Abraham had received the precept. So there we have another indication that the circumcision is, must take place in that day, meaning the eighth day, not before the eighth day. Now, why not before the eighth day? We also know that if a circumcision takes place before the eighth day, it is completely invalid and another, another, um, shall I say, aspect of the Brit must then again be performed. Obviously, the foreskin has been removed, but it is something which is known as Hatafet Dam Brit, meaning the drawing of a little blood, which is done again by a uh, a mohel the one who performs or one who is knowledgeable in the performance of circumcision because prior to the eighth day it is considered to be totally invalid and of course we raise the question as to why now we turn to a seemingly unrelated story that happens In Exodus, in Exodus, some of you may be familiar with the story when Moses was told. Moses was told to go down to uh, Egypt after he had fled and he was told to go back to Egypt and he took his um, his wife Sephora and his two children and on the way they had stopped off at a uh, hotel just trying to quote the exact verse they stopped off at a motel Malon, and it seems, and we have no prior uh, indication, that one of the sons of Moses was not circumcised. And at that point, at that point, uh, for the moment, I, I thought it was in, in uh, Exodus itself, Shemot. And at that point, the, uh, the angel of death was going to take the life of Moses and Zipporah took a uh, stone, cut off the foreskin, cut off the foreskin and thus removing the satan removing the angel of death from Moses and there too we, raise, we can raise many questions uh, didn't Moses know about the precept of circumcision and uh, why, did, why did it all happen the way it did that here he stops at a hotel and there the angel of death meets with him why couldn't it be before why couldn't it be later why at that particular point and, uh, but somehow, it's another narration relating to the precept of circumcision. Right. I, For the moment, I uh, don't know. Is there anybody here who remembers offhand? Yeah. Is that Shemot? Yes, yeah, in Shemot. No, oh, in the beginning. In Shemot. No, no, it's twice the That's minute. In the second, in the second part. Well... It's when he comes back. It's when he comes back to. Uh, I, I, I saw it just before, in the Hebrew edition. I found it for whatever reason. I get it he lose me? And maybe the page is missing. That's that's a possibility. All right. All right. And it's in chapter four, uh, verse twenty-four. It, it's such an insignificant uh, aspect, but there it is. Uh, And it came to pass on the way at the lodging place that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. The Lord met him. Does it say an angel of death? And it says that Zipporah took a flint and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet. Cast the foreskin at his feet. the right? it doesn't say it doesn't say but uh, Rashi says at the, at the foot of Moses at the foot of Moses and she said and if we take the I'm, I'm going to quote for you uh, the uh, literal expression and I guess you'll all be a little taken aback but I'm quoting surely a bridegroom of blood art thou to me and then she said so he let him alone and then she said a bridegroom of blood in regard of the circumcision this is the description of what happened and it's uh, quite coded as you can understand because from its literal translation uh, what does it mean here bridegroom and so forth and so on alright to begin our Our exploration into this mitzvah, and when we discuss a mitzvah, we know that uh, its purpose is not again biblical doctrine, it is not purely and merely for the sake of God thrusting another precept upon us, as if we haven't got enough, and I will quote and we will begin with the Zohar with the reading of the Zohar, because this will provide us with a, uh, a greater perception, a greater awareness, and even an elevated consciousness, merely by reading the Zohar to permit us to understand more fully the implication of, of Brit. I quote in the Zohar, Pashat Lech Lecha, which deals with Brit Milah. As long as Israel upholds the this particular covenant, the world is balanced. And when Israel does not uphold or cancels or does not consider the Brit important, then brit shemay veres eino mitkayim mitkayim. Then the balance of the world no longer exists. Ubrachot enam nimsaod baolam, and blessings no longer are to be found in the world. And continues the zohar boarei lo shaltu amim achirim ad yisrael mehem brit azeh. Zohar so, even goes much further than that to say that the other nations of the world that despise Israel, its enemies, could never have dominion over Jews only and when they no longer upheld the covenant, the, the mitzvah and precept brit. Because there is another aspect to the cutting of the foreskin. And unfortunately, this is so, so, uh, so much ignorance surrounds this particular aspect that I must say that for whatever reason, the aspect of priya, which means the tearing of the membrane, and many of you may not even be familiar with that. If the membrane is not torn asunder, velo kadosh. And because of that, I'm just translating, because that was not, that was not, uh, uh, done at the time of the Brit all of the nations shall rule over Israel because as it says as Elijah the prophet said Vayazvu et Hashem, because they have forsaken they have left Hashem, Ki priya otiot Hashem because when that priya takes place then the power of the letters, the yud of the tetragrammaton is revealed. And therefore the Hebrew word priya otiot para yudhei. when you tear asunder, in other words it's the Hebrew word for tearing asunder the membrane and I'll shortly give you a more detailed description of what we're talking about. <coughs> then the yud-kei is revealed. However, and that means, There are many other precepts, more important precepts, you might say. And yet, nowhere does the Zohar ever make a comment that when this does not occur during the circumcision, that the non-Jew, and when I say the non-Jew, I don't mean the non-Jew, I mean those who are created for, for the specific purpose <coughs> of putting the Jew in place, that they can have no dominion as long as this aspect of priya occurs. It does not say this insofar as any other precept is concerned. It only is involved with this aspect of priya, the aspect of circumcision and priya. And here the Zohar makes mention of... The other aspect of Moses when we discussed when he was in the hotel and what was the problem says the Zohar because when God spoke to Moses he says how could you go and and, uh, create a dominion over Paro And you are nullifying or canceling this particular mitzvah. For your son is not circumcised. He wanted to kill him. And here he goes on to say why that was happening. It's a lengthy discussion. But he also ties it in. He ties it in with this aspect of Brit Milah. In other words, and that's the purpose of the Zohar bringing the aspect of uh, Moshe and his son to indicate that God said you could never create a dominion over Pharaoh. You could never initiate an exodus from Egypt as long as your son was not circumcised. So the purpose of the Zohar bringing in Moses at this time is to make it clear that that Moses could never create a dominion Over Egypt, destroy the aspect of what Egypt represented until the Brit was accomplished in his own son. And when Sipporah accomplished that aspect, he then could go on and do what he did.